All right, and welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest to another episode, another edition, if you will, of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy, you joining as always from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host tonight making his debut on the show, my new co-host, Zach Bondurant, our Mr. Everything here at IcetimeHockeySouthwest.com. Uh, just recently named our Vice President of Content and Design and and my new co-host for the professional side of call, of uh, hockey here in the desert southwest. So Zach will be joining me in just a minute, I think, and we'll be uh, up and running with uh, our first show together as we uh, continue to talk NHL and AHL hockey in the desert southwest. Lots of things happening, folks. I keep telling you every week that uh, <laughs> just because there's no games being played right now, that does not mean things aren't happening in the uh, world of professional hockey, the NHL um, reaching a uh, tentative agreement, I guess we could call it with the players, uh, not only to uh, restart this season and uh, return to hockey, but also uh, it appears to be a four year deal uh, going forward is, uh, uh, which is fantastic because the last thing we need now after COVID is a uh, problem situation where we have, um, uh, no no games being played because of uh, contracts. So thank goodness for that. Um, my co-host, Zach Mondrand, is joining me now from uh, Chandler, Arizona, I believe. Zach, welcome to your first show on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. How are you doing tonight? Zach, do I have you there? Okay, I can see him. Can't hear him. All right, well, he connects with us uh, and makes sure that everything is up and running uh, on the debut show for him. Uh, I will continue to talk a little bit about the uh, the NHL return to action. Uh, teams will begin in about a week or so uh, hitting the ice for their official training camp. They're going to move on from that uh, to the two sites that have been determined, the, uh, the hockey sites, if you will, uh, one uh, in Toronto and one in Edmonton. So uh, games will begin uh, roughly August 1st. So we're excited for hockey coming back. Tonight, as always, we always talk uh, professional hockey here in the desert southwest, and we're going to bring on a great guest. Uh, gentleman that I've been trying to get for a little while because uh, very knowledgeable. Um, I've seen him running around Tucson. I've seen him running around the Coyotes. I've, I've seen him just about everywhere. Um Steve Potman is going to join us in about 10, 15 minutes here as we get ready to roll the show. So, Zach, are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Can you hear me? Ah, fantastic. Fantastic. I was just bragging you up and, and saying all these great things about you, and then I didn't hear anything, so I thought maybe you ran on me. <laughs> no, you, you know that switch you were telling me about to switch on so it wasn't on mute? Well, that's what happened. So. Uh, fantastic. Well, welcome to Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. I am thrilled to have you as my co-host uh, moving forward. As I was explaining to the audience, you're also our VP of Content and Design, which we're thrilled about as well. So uh, it's going to be a really fun time. I also told the audience a little bit about our guest. Uh, it's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes, but... Before we bring our guest on, let's talk a little bit about the NHL and what's going on. I mean, uh, hockey is on the horizon. Yeah, it is. It looks really good. Uh, I heard you talking about the uh, the deal that they've got in place just goes to the Board of Governors, which is really good because we don't need any more lockouts or anything else to, with this debacle of not having hockey, so that'll be good. 
Um, and yeah, you were talking about the two sites that are set, Toronto and Edmonton. So it's uh, it's looking up. Absolutely, and uh, it's about time because it's been yeah. a really long time without hockey for us. And you know, I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek because we've been doing hockey right on through. Right? It's been podcasts. It's been uh, doing some feature stuff. We just have a great show up there right now with um, uh, our Sunday special from a couple of weeks ago and our first "What Drives You" of, this, of the uh, new season, season three with uh, Danny Roy over at Grand Canyon. So get onto the website, get onto the YouTube channel at Ice Time SW and catch those. Um, I want to get some quick thoughts from you, Zach, on, on this format before we bring our uh, special guest on here in a minute. But what do you think about the way the NHL determined teams and, and the way they're going to start or restart the season in a playoff format? Um, I mean, I... I... I love it because it's giving some opportunities to teams that may not have had a shot at it. Um, so they're being fair about it and um, I, I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to see who's, who's going to come out on top with that playing round and also who's going to come out on bottom because they get that coveted number one overall pick. So um, it's, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be really exciting. Okay, so we know that format, the way it's set up, If you've been, uh, unless you've been under a rock, it's all over social media how it's all going to be played out. So I don't think we need to go over that. Uh, the thing that really intrigues me, Zach, is that the professional teams for the first time ever are going to come into this thing as close to 100% healthy as possible. And I'm not saying just one team or two teams. Everybody should have their full complement of players Um Goaltenders should be in good shape. Almost everybody is in top shape, and they're going to have a couple of weeks of training camp to really prepare for game action, and then and then we're off and running. So I'm excited about that part of it because I think this could be one of the best playoffs we've ever seen in NHL hockey. Yeah, yeah. Ryan O'Reilly said it best: is you're going to see the best hockey that has ever been played because, like you said, everyone's going to be healthy. So. It might be a little bit scary, too, because these guys are going to be chomping at the bit and throwing some big hits to get going. So it's going to be good. The other thing I think is unique is that the amount of players that they're able to to bring in, there's really no restrictions that I'm aware of. Our guests might know some more about that, being the assistant coach of an AHL team. But, um, you know, that's going to be kind of cool because you're, you're not going to have that as an excuse about not having the players or not having enough players. And I say that in air quotes, because we hope and we pray that there's no COVID-19 related things that, that sit out players at all. Um, and hopefully they've, uh, you know, the NHL has picked the right spots and they've got all the precautions in place and everything rolls forward. But I think it could, it could really be something special and, and I'm really truly looking forward to seeing it. So um, that's what lies ahead in the NHL, but in the AHL, uh, our Tucson Roadrunners were the uh, Pacific Division champions, and our guest tonight's uh, an assistant coach with them. So that's going to be a fun topic to get on and talk a little bit about that. He also comes from a very knowledgeable and a very famous hockey family, so we'll talk to him about that. We'll also talk to him about the time he spent coaching some junior Coyotes. So let's take a quick break, Zach. Let's uh, hear from a couple of our sponsors, and let's come back with our special guest. Sounds good. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, 
actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776. And let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, and we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, my new permanent co-host, Zach Bondurant, joining me from Chandler, Arizona. And it's our pleasure tonight to introduce the, uh, the assistant coach with the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, but, man, oh, man, if I want to go down the list of the accomplishments of uh, our guests, um, I'll be busy for a couple of hours, but I will tell you, he's played a number of years. He's coached a number of years, 
and he comes from a very famous hockey family. So, Steve Potvin, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining Zach and, and myself tonight. I really appreciate being on the show. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Okay, I don't even know where to start with you, but <laughs> here we go, right? Uh, hockey's back finally, which is great. Um, uh, your AHL franchise down in Tucson, the Roadrunners, and I've seen you around uh, down there over the last few years or not, but you guys captured the championship as well, right? You got the Pacific Division Championship again. Yeah, yeah, we did. You know, the, the season ended short and, uh, you know, we're all disappointed of that. But uh, one one positive thing came came about and, uh, yeah, we were, we were deemed champions. We were in first place when the season ended and I guess that makes us uh, division champions this year. You know, my goal uh, when I started this company, Steve, was to uh, – basic mis- mission statement was to grow the game of hockey in the desert southwest, southwest by providing – um, feature stories and and things like that that I could do for players, coaches, decision makers, stuff like that. So when I talk about hockey in the desert southwest over the past five years, and you've been a, had a big role in it, what's your thoughts overall growth of hockey here in the desert southwest? Yeah, you know, I, I remember early on uh, people when we traveled. You know, when I was with the Junior Coyotes. Uh, we traveled to states like, uh, you know, Indy, or we'd, we'd be in city, the city of Chicago, and they couldn't believe that, you know, that we even had ice. And this was four or five years ago, and we have an NHL franchise, and, and they still couldn't believe that, you know, we had AAA hockey uh, in Arizona, <laughs> and, and we weren't, you know, one of these travel teams that all the best players uh, come together and, and play on a team just for tournaments. You know that we actually could participate in our own league, and we had, uh, you know, the numbers that we had. They, you know, they just couldn't believe it. So to be part of the growth and to see the growth, and you know, obviously everybody knows Austin Matthews now, and you, you know what he's contributed. I mean, we're we're officially, I think, on the map. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. Uh, my co-host tonight making his debut is, is Zach Bondurant, who is also uh, our vice president of uh, content and design. So hopefully our website is going to really boost things up here as, uh, as we get rolling. So, Zach, fire away with Steve if you've got a couple of questions for him. Yeah, how's it going, Steve? Hope, you, uh, hope you're enjoying this, uh, this time at home <laughs> and uh, we get back to some hockey soon. Um, but, yeah, so – you guys, uh, you guys made a big improvement from from last year to this year. What would you say was uh, would attribute to that? Because, like you just said, you were crowned Pacific Division champions. You know, I, I think that uh, you know it starts with our, our management group. I think they they realized right away as a staff what we needed to do, and we spent a, a good portion of the summer identifying what our strengths were and what our our weaknesses were. And that trickled down to the coaching staff, and then we hunkered down. And you know, I think Jay did a, a real good job of of being prepared this season. And, and I think having the coaching staff back for a second year really helped. And then we had some real emerging players come through. You know, Braden Burke uh, was in his second year and had a, a an outstanding season. We had guys like Lane Peterson uh, step up and, and make a real good uh, contribution. And then, of course, our, our veteran players that we added, some of the guys that have been around. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't look around the league and, and pinpoint too many guys that have actually won Stanley Cups. So we had a, we had a guy in our locker room that won a Stanley Cup. And, 
And that really helped us. So Bo Bennett was part of our locker room and part of our leadership group. And uh, that, that helped us tremendously. And some of the guys we had on our back end and uh, really helped out. Steve, so for, for you personally, 19 or 20 years, how many years was it that you played professional hockey? Uh, I, I'll go with 20, but I, <laughs> I, I think officially it was 16 years uh, professional. So I, I took my lumps in a, in a couple different leagues, and you know, in some of them you might need to hire a detective to find out who I was. But <laughs> never, nevertheless, uh, it was 16 years pro, and – whether you played in the NHL or not, you know, you, you, you grow with the game and you, you understand the ins and outs and you start to get a feel for it. So I'm really proud of the, the, the seasons I had. And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot and played in front of some great coaches and uh, some, you know, got to know some great teammates along the way. You know, I want to spin off one real quick and then I'll let Zach jump back in again. But one of the places, and I believe it was the last place you played professionally, was uh, – Prescott Valley, Arizona with the Sun Dogs. Uh, is that a fact? And if it is, can you tell me a little bit about what that was like playing at Prescott Valley? Because I've been to that, that building. It's fantastic. I know they probably treated you guys like kings up there too, but what, were the, uh, what was life like as a Sun Dog? You know what? It was, it was still in the infant stages of the, of the, uh, of the organization, and they had won – uh, a championship, I think it was year the year prior, or two years prior to to me coming there, and then by the time I got there, it was it was starting to decline a little bit, but uh, yeah, no doubt they they did treat us really well. Obviously, we were the main attraction in the, in in the city, so you know people people got to know us and they treated us really well. And like you said, that the arena is a, a fantastic. Um, arena and, and and the crowd was always into it and yeah it was it was an interesting year and it was you know I knew that I didn't have many left and I wanted to I had a home in Arizona and I you know I wanted to be uh close to my new home and it just uh so worked out that way and I was I was fortunate to play one year there for sure. So Steve with as many experiences and years of you playing pro hockey how does that how does that attribute to you being an assistant coach and helping develop the young kids for the next stage in the NHL? What, what, what do you bring with you? Not just from a coaching aspect, from a, from a personal experience aspect. You, you know, I, I think if you're looking at the American hockey league, you can, you know, there's so many moving parts. There's guys getting called up. There's a uh, prospect veteran players. There, there's a lot of movement in our league, uh, a lot of call up from, from the East coast league. And so I think for me, having played a long time and, and you know, in all different leagues, I, I think it's, it's just, it has to be empathy. You know, I think I understand what they're going through. I've been in the minors. I understand not getting the call. I understand, you know, guys getting uh, uh, ahead of me and, you know, mean not, you know, not making it to the, to the next level. So understanding from that standpoint, you know, the mental aspect of what it takes to get to the next level and, you know, sometimes just uh, pushing through and, and, and continuing on. It's, you know, it's hard when you when you look at all the, the different moving parts. And, you know, the players now, they, they self-analyze so much. And sometimes it can be constructive and sometimes it can be uh, destructive. So uh, I, I try to come from an empathetic standpoint and, and try to help them along, you know, those, those tough roads to, to kind of bring them back on track. I think that's the greatest, the greatest story. 
You know, you also had a, a year of experience working uh, as a skills coach with the Coyotes, which I don't know if a lot of people uh, remember that year, but that was a pretty pretty telling year for what you did as far as improving the skill players. And talk a little bit about that jump and, and bringing them from maybe the junior level or the AHL level to try to make that jump to NHL. It's a, a different kind of uh, a step, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. I think that, you know, I, you know, got to thank management again for that. I mean, they, they, they had a vision of having their skills coach uh, on a day-to-day basis in the American Hockey League, and, and they thought that that would uh, bring their young prospects uh, up a, a little bit quicker. And, you know, you're just able to spend more minutes and talk about the qualities of what they have and things that they can improve on. And, yeah, I think so far it's it's helped, and you know I think our our staff as a whole has that development mindset, and it's really it's really taken off, and we've we've seen some of the players um, you know come along and and been able to now contribute to the big club, and, and that's basically what we want to get to. We want to get uh, our guys out of the American Hockey League as as quick as possible, and make them serviceable assets in the NHL, and you know, bring us closer to winning a cup. So you have, uh, you had mentioned Braden Burke earlier having that breakout season. Um, what is that like having somebody that was signed as a free agent, not really knowing uh, much about the organization coming in, having such a great uh, fit, and then the second season really taking off? Um, what's that like having somebody, like I said, just come in and, and be fresh completely? Yeah, that's an, you know, that's an absolute bonus for our team. I mean, you know, the league is built on draft picks and if you can pick up a free agent that, you know, that's kind of snuck, you know, away from the draft and just hasn't, wasn't picked up. I mean, it's an absolute bonus. And and for us, I mean, that's, it's, it's huge. You know, it can mean, you know, uh, a, a good trade down the line, or it could mean, you, you know, a, a, a goal in the NHL that takes us to the playoffs, you know? So it's, it, it's monstrous. So again, credit to the management, you know, for, and our scouts for bringing a guy in like Braden and, you know, and give credit to Braden. He, he came in and didn't view himself as, as anything but an NHL prospect. You know, a lot of times kids will come in and, you know, they, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sign on, I'm not a draft. I'm, I'm not, you know, one of their top prospects, but he came in and saw a window and opened it wider. And, you know, he's, he's looking to push right through. Okay. So you had a home in Arizona and then all of a sudden uh, the AHL team has moved to Tucson and you get an opportunity down there. Explain to us if you can, the feel of Tucson, Arizona and hockey. We, we know what they struggle with, right? It's ice sheets. But the fans absolutely love the Tucson Roadrunners. What's it like to coach in that atmosphere at the TCC of the Tucson Arena? You know, when when it's uh, yeah, when when the the fans are behind you, it it is loud. It's a loud arena, and you can feel it. And you know, all I can remember is the playoffs when we had our first whiteout there. I mean, that was something I'll I'll never forget. The electricity, you could feel it. You know, coming into the building, and then. You know, once once you walked in and you saw the the white the white shirts, uh, you know, over top of the seats, you, you just you knew that it was it was going to be something pretty nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, 
we had a great team that year, but there was there was no way we were going to be denied in that first round because of it. So I've been to yeah, a few I, minor league games um, in in California where I was born and raised, and the the environment is definitely different for the fans because uh, they they seem to be more invested in the team just because of all the time they get with those uh, with those players. Um, what's some of the stuff that you guys like to do off ice to, to really get to know the fans and what's kind of a cool experience that you've witnessed or been a part of with those fans? Yeah, I think the hospital visits are, are key and, and same with visiting the, the schools and, you know, you, you go to some, I guess, you know, some places that are a little underprivileged maybe, or, you know, they don't, they don't have the same resources as, as other places and, you see their smiles and you, you see them light up when we go to the, you know, the boys and girls clubs and, you know, things like that. I think it just, it's great to be a part of. And honestly, you, you take a lot with you when you, when you leave as well, you know, it's, it's, it's giving and on, and they give to us and we give to them. And, and I feel like it's, it's a win-win on, on both ends. So, uh, you know, a lot of those times you, you, you appreciate it, especially being a father, you can, you can, you know, uh, bring it back home with you and, and, you know, share the experience with your kids. And, and I think that makes it even better. Steve, we talked about the uh, unfortunate end to the hockey season with COVID-19 and, and hopefully you haven't had to experience any of it um, with you or your family. Cause it's, uh, it's affected pretty much everybody, but when the season came to a halt like that, and I know everybody that I spoke to from from March till now uh, was kind of in a state of shock for a couple of weeks. How was it for the Tucson Roadrunners, the players, the, the coaching staff, the management, all of that? How did you guys all deal with that that reality? Yeah, I, I think you said it the best. It was just a state of shock, really. And, you know, we knew that we were going to fight through the last game and that was probably going to be it for a while, but we, we didn't we didn't know how long. And uh, the next day, it, it honestly, it felt like a, a day off and I didn't feel like it was a pandemic just yet. And then the, the day after that, I think it was real. We had uh, We have a boy that my son was playing in Sweden and when they shut the borders down and you know, they, they said they weren't going to allow people from Europe or Canada to be able to fly over. Well, that's when it kind of became real. And so, uh, you know, obviously we took measures to get our, our boy back into 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 the U.S. and back to Arizona. But, yeah, it was it was definitely a shock. You know, you, you, you can't really prepare for it. We've never been through this. And there was so many unknowns. And, you know, it was we were still trying to. Uh, you know, watch the video, prepare for the games to come. We didn't know if they were going to be canceled indefinitely uh, or not. So we, we were still as a staff trying to make sure that we have our heads wrapped around the next challenge because, you know, we knew that the playoffs were right around the corner. So we didn't want to miss a beat. And then obviously that, that turned for the worse. And uh, uh, now we're, you know, getting ready for next season. And actually we're, helping prepare the uh, the Coyotes, the big club, for, for their playoff run. Yeah, that was going to be my follow-up to that was, how important are your your guys from, from the Roadrunners to getting that AHL team 
up and ready to play. I, I mentioned uh, before you came on a little bit about it, it's kind of different because a lot of guys are available and can come on and, and, and be a part of it now. Um, but, but how much preparation are the uh, Tucson Roadrunners and you guys doing to uh, get those guys ready? Well, you know, they're, they're, they've got to be ready. There's eight guys and this pandemic is, is hitting a lot of people and there's just so many unknowns. So the, the kids have to be ready. So they're here in our phase two now and they're skating and uh, you know, they're a lot of, a lot of the individuals have been watching video and trying to wrap their heads around uh, getting prepared and, and getting their edge back on. And, you know, our, our, NHL staff is going to be spending time with them here shortly. The you know camp is going to be opening up, and it's uh, it's going to come on quickly. And I know our guys are, are are looking forward to the opportunity, and I know they know they got to be ready. There's uh, there's there's uh, there's some options and there's some possibilities here that they can jump in the lineup, and if they can help out for a game or two or three or how, whatever it takes uh, or however many we can help out with, uh, I, I know they'll be ready to go. I think last year it takes it took 27 rostered players for the St. Louis Blues to win uh, the cup. So our guys are well aware that uh, they may be part of a, a cup run. Yeah, and with that, what's uh, so you said they're in phase two, uh, getting ready to they're skating now. Um, are those guys? Because I know that the the NHL is allowing multiple roster spots, including what they had previously. Are those guys going to be leaving with the team because of travel restrictions, or how is that going to play into it? Yeah, they're they're allowing. Uh, I think it, I think it's eight of our guys to be able to be uh, traveling with with the team. So they'll be they'll be with them. They they won't practice with them. They'll uh, um, they'll more than likely be uh, another ice session that they'll be able to skate uh, on their own as a group. And then, of course, there's you know more than likely be one or two that get the opportunity to, to practice when, when uh, you know when that opportunity arises. But yeah, they're going to be they're going to be on the ice just as much as uh, all of the NHL players. They're just not going to be uh, involved with the day to day practice uh, with the team. They'll they'll be uh, they'll have their own ice sessions uh, aside from the team. Okay, so so I mentioned uh, Steve right before you came on that I'm excited not only for hockey to be back, but also to see the quality of NHL hockey in the playoffs because we've never experienced this uh, from a standpoint that almost everybody's going to be 100% healthy. It's going to be like the start of a season, only it's the playoffs. And and you know a few things with your family and about winning a Stanley Cup. So uh, how, how excited are you to see the quality of play? You know what? I, I think it's it's going to be a mixture of both. I, I think uh, Zach touched it on touched on it as well. There's there's so many uh, teams that are going to get an opportunity that may not have had an opportunity. So I think that's going to breed a lot of excitement. And and I think, like you said, everybody's going to be healthy, but they're going to be rusty. So they're going to be. I think there's going to be uh, a good mix of of uh, you know rust excitement and healthiness and, and I think that's going to breed a good brand of hockey really I mean you know the rust is going to I think create a lot more scoring chances the excitement's going to build the pace up and and I think being healthy you're going to have the best players in the world competing against each other so yeah I, I think it's going to be really exciting and I'm looking forward to to getting to getting started really I, I you know we're all fans and you know we want to be we want we want to see NHL hockey and I think with this pandemic, I think everybody's craving it. It's going to do, uh, 
uh, it's going to help. I mean, a lot of people are in some real uh, dire times and some some real difficult times, whether it be financial or health health wise. I mean, I think it's 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 something that people are going to look forward to and, and they need. So we're I'm excited. Yeah, and you touched on it a little bit about uh, there might be some rust. There's going to be this is a whole new format. What's the likelihood that we see a young prospect for uh, the Coyotes jump up and make a huge impact because they just don't know any better? This is just they're playing games. They're going to go completely <laughs> hard at the rink, and and they're ready to win. Uh, what do you think is the likelihood of that, and do you have anybody off the top of your head that maybe we can look out for as a young prospect to, to come in these playoffs and make a big impact? Yeah, I mean, the likelihood, I mean, I, I, you know, I hope that our guys stay healthy. I, I think that, you know, if, if there aren't any major, major flaws or I guess setbacks with some of our guys, then I think a healthy lineup is, is the best lineup. So I hope they, you know, the boys stay healthy. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's likely, you know, you, you said it, it's playoff hockey. And, you know, when, when you have an opportunity to play in the playoffs, you, your mind takes you to a whole other area and it can propel you. And yeah, I think our boys will, will see it as, as quite the opportunity and they're going to be, they're going to be excited. They're going to be firing on all cylinders and looking for the opportunity. And, you know, we don't, we don't know what happens next year. So they're looking for, you know, not only in the short term, but in the long term as well, this is, you know, an opportunity for them uh you know, it's almost like a training camp for them. You know, it gives them a, a head start to to uh, to next season as well. So they'll they'll be trying to capitalize on every opportunity they can. I, I imagine if you know they'll they'll treat a, a a practice if they're lucky to get into one like it's a playoff game. Yeah, that's a, a very unique situation for them for sure. Uh, you've spent some time, as I said, in in Arizona now, so. You've seen the growth as I started off uh, our conversation with, but one of the things I want to ask you about is when you were coaching the junior Coyotes and you had some really, really talented players, and then all of a sudden Greg Powers announces that ASU is going to go to an NCAA program. (laughs) Um, I sat down with Coach Powers in his office and I said, how are you going to do this? And uh, he said, we're going to be big, we're going to be strong, and and physical, and more importantly, we're going to be old. He took a bunch of players as old as he could to, to kind of construct that first year. But some of the players that you had uh, as junior Coyotes are getting a chance to uh, to have an NCAA career right here in their own backyard. Uh, just talk a little bit about that, if you can. Yeah, first off, uh, you know, congratulations to ASU and Greg Powers, the job that they've done. I mean, it's been remarkable. And you talk about the growth of hockey and what they're doing and what they're going to continue to do is is remarkable. And, yeah, you know, I, I love the fact that they're able to look just down the road and be able to pick up some players that are actual viable assets and will be viable assets to, to their team. And, yeah, it says a lot to the growth. And, you know, the, these players that are that are coming up are legitimate players and, and they play with pace and they've got <laughs> hockey IQ. And, and as you know, they've got hockey pedigree as well. So, you know, it's it's really exciting. And it's it's you know, I couldn't be any happier for for the community. And and, and I hope that it just continues to grow. 
And with that junior Sun Devil stint that you did, what was something that kind of that stood out to you um, that maybe you didn't know before about Arizona hockey, seeing all the young kids coming into it and uh, and parents getting involved and more involved as their kids got interested? What is this? What's something a little bit that, uh, like I said, stood out to you? You know, I think I had that same mentality as uh, going into to big cities like Chicago. I, I thought I was going to be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't? <laughs> and, uh, I, I wasn't. So, I, yeah, I, you know, I, listen, I, you know, like you said, I grew up with hockey. I played 16 years and, you know, I, I, I really didn't, I really didn't know. And, uh, you know, it, sh- it, it shook me to, to really un- come to understand that there are a lot of hockey believers and a lot of, you know, a lot of people that follow and understand the game and people that are behind it that want to grow the game. And they have the same passion as the three of us do. So it's, you know, that, that kind of shook me a little bit. I was, you know, I, I was the same way, like, hey, there's only one rink. There's, there's mostly just <laughs> desert around us. How is it happening? But uh, I, I was amazed even more when I was when I got to when I got to the Junior Coyotes Association and, and recognized that, wow, my time is being taken and it's and it's it's being in a, put in a in a great place. So, yeah, it's 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 been it's been really great seeing seeing the growth and growth and being a part of it and. Uh, you know, being slapped on my butt, so to speak. You know, when I, when I was when I was saying things they already knew. <laughs> I, I want to touch just a little bit on that growth because we all know that, that there's a lot of players and they play at all different hours and and ice sheets are the key, right? And and you being in Tucson and you know just how important that is. I mean, every time I'm down to a Roadrunner game, I see tons of young kids uh, with their Roadrunners jerseys on, a Coyotes jerseys, or whatever maybe even U of A or ASU, that they're, they're desirous to play hockey. How important is it, do you think, that, that we get some more ice sheets, especially in the Tucson area? Oh, 100%. Ice, ice is gold. And really, that's, that's the currency. We, we have to have more ice. And the more ice we have, the, the more we can, we can give back, the more skill sessions we can have, the more public skating we can have, the more introduction to – to skating and to hockey that we can, we can promote. And, you know, and for us, you know, as a, as an organization, a practice facility, it, it just, you know, it's, it's just an, it's such an advantage to have a second sheet. And, you know, we, once the, the, the gem show comes around in February, we're gone for a month. And uh, you, you know, that, that wears, that wears going into a playoff, uh, you know, going into the playoff season. And uh, yeah, it, it would be, it would be great for the growth. It would be great for organization. It would be great for uh, A of U as well or U of A, and, and it would be it would just be the best thing for hockey. And with that growth, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll see more players come up through Arizona, and it seems to be a lot more of an interest with players coming from Arizona. Um, what's what do you think is is attributing to that? Because, like you said, Austin Matthews. And then um, for ASU, there's there's Demetrius Kumanzis, um, right. so those guys coming in. Uh, it, do you think it's the uh, Junior Coyotes or just developing more interest from the pro level? How do you think that's attributed to their success? Uh, I, I'm sorry, you you cut out there at the at the for me. I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm not sure what happened, but at the start of the the question, what what. Uh, 
what, what was the, the start of the question again? So uh, it's with the the more ice sheets that come around, um, yeah. we've seen we've seen guys like Austin Matthews uh, make a big jump, and then ASU's Demetrius Kumanzis from ASU. Uh, do you think there's more that can be attributed to the success uh, rather than just having the pro team here, or um, or, or having those junior Coyotes also helping with that as well? Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's a it's a mix. I think it's got to be a blend of so many things. I mean, Arizona is a destination. Everybody wants to live. There's such an influx of people that are moving from rich traditional markets, so that definitely helps. And then you know the onset of Austin Matthews and and the guys that are are coming up from the area, and you, you know kids are going to be able to identify with them, and you know they're going to see their posters on the wall, and they're going to hear stories of you know, when they were here from the coaches and, you know, maybe parents that have older siblings or, you know, older, older boys in the game. And yeah, it's going to contribute, you know, it's going to make a huge impact as we continue on. I mean, Josh Doan, you know, like who, who, who better than, than having a Doan part of the association, <laughs> you know, like what he's done, not only for hockey in the city, just, you know, just as a, as a human, what he's brought to the, to, to Phoenix and to Arizona. I mean, it's, it just, it's just a great, great time to be part of Arizona hockey. All right. I'm going to give you a two parter for me and then Zach can wrap things up and we'll let you go tonight. Thanks again for joining us. But here's my two parter. Uh, I was a little worried because my last interview live interview was with Shane Doan before this pandemic <laughs> hit. And I want to say, I hope the heck I didn't jinx something by, by having the donor on, but I gave him kind of a razzing because I said, are we going to continue to have Doans playing on that Oceanside ice sheet? So, you know, you know, Josh and Shane both, but uh, so, so that's it. I hope I didn't jinx that. But yeah. the other part of it is, is like, uh, you have to feel really good being a part of the Coyotes organization and, and seeing now the stability and ownership and, and the way they're reaching out to minorities and all the positive things that are happening. And, and COVID to jump in was just, uh, it just was unfair in my book because you guys were really building not only the Coyotes, but the Roadrunners as well, ahead of steam. And, and how do you keep that rolling, do you think, uh, once we get through this pandemic? I guess winning a cup would be pretty good, huh? Yeah, I think you you hit it right there. I mean, it's you know, it's keep looking forward. I mean, I think we've had an an organization that's been real resilient in that in that manner. I mean, we've we've been through some hard times, and you know, we've uh, we've come through on top. And I think it's just continue to look forward. And we've got an unbelievable opportunity right now. And you know, we we come in prepared, and I know our guys are, and I know that they're thirsting to play in the playoffs. I know our management group is. I know our our coaching staff is, and yeah, the team that comes in the most prepared and the most determined. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have the best chance. You know, determination and most prepared doesn't always get it done. You know, but right now everybody's coming in at actually at zero with the same amount of rust, and honestly, I, I think we've got a really good shot at it. You know, especially with our goaltending the way it is, yeah. Continue to look forward and just take this take this great opportunity that's been given to us to to try to get to the to the next round. Build off of that. Yeah, and as this uh, as this fun pandemic comes comes to an end, hopefully shortly here. Um, not only just getting to the game plays as re- as maybe the return for uh, for next year. 
But what's something that maybe we don't see as fans uh, that's kind of held within the the uh, the hockey practices or video sessions? What's something like that that you look forward to the most getting back to uh, back to hockey next season? I'm sorry, Zach, you cut out again at the start. Can can you repeat that? Yeah, sorry. There must be something on my uh, my microphone, but I'll um, but yeah. So. Uh, not only just getting to the game plays, but um, for next season. But what's something that you look forward to the most, such as like video sessions or things that happen in meetings or player development, uh, things like that. What's that? What do you think is the thing you look forward to the most at the beginning yeah. of next season, or even before next season? Yeah, you know, I we really took advantage of our time. You know, we we looked at our identity and we tried to see and pinpoint how closely we were playing to our identity and, you know, where, where we were lacking. And yeah, I'm really excited to get the season started because we really spent a lot of time on it. And I think a lot of coaches do have that in mind every off season, but the way we attacked it with, with the four of us, our, or sorry, our five of us with management and our coaching staff and our video coaches, I mean, we were able to really dial in, and, you know, having the same staff, uh, you know, back again for, for the next season, I'm really looking forward to that, being on the same page again and bringing, the, you know, uh, the message back to the players and having a real clear understanding of where our strengths were and what our, uh, our weaknesses were. And then when you look at the, you know, the, the bulk of the season, where we need to reset and, you know, when we need to lay off and when we need to, to get back into the grind and, and start, start uh, really pushing and, and, and hammering in again. I think we, were, we, we learned a lot from our team last year, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, what we've learned over the, over the past year and what we've learned during this quarantine, you know, this, this pandemic. I think it's helped us grow as a staff, so I, I'm looking forward to bringing that message back to the players. All right, Steve, I couldn't let you go without one final thing. Uh, my co-host on Tuesday nights for, for College Hockey Southwest Weekly lives on Long Island, New York. Okay. Uh, I think you might have a little connection to Long Island, New York. He said his, he's a PE teacher. Uh, he's only about 10 minutes from the new Belmont Arena, but give us a little background into New York Islanders hockey, if you can, uh, and a shout-out to my co-host, Paul Hornstein. Awesome. Awesome. What a time in the 70s. They were obviously one of the best teams to, to ever lace up. Uh, you know, the Montreal Canadiens, the Islanders, and then the Oilers. I think those are the three best dynasties that, that we've, you know, probably ever seen and will see. You know, there was obviously some good teams in between there. But, man, those, uh, those Islander teams, they, they certainly played a, a, a great brand of hockey. There was physicality. There was skill. There was goaltending. There was excitement all over the ice. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I was really too young at the time to, to really appreciate it. I know I was, I was glued to the TV set with really no understanding of what was going on. <laughs> I just knew that there was some excitement and that there was somebody that may or may not come to Christmas next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very so, nice. Uh, I appreciate Tell me just a little bit about the excitement between uh, you. You are familiar with NASA Coliseum, and now the new one, uh, Belmont Park Arena, or whatever they're calling it. Uh, how excited are you for the the fans out on Long Island to get that new building? 
You know, I, I'm really excited. I had uh, I went to uh, the New Jersey Devils camp. I don't know w- way before. Uh, well, any of us <laughs> like it was a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Mal. Careful, yeah. Mal. I'm pretty old. <laughs> anyway, I was uh, I, I was able to play an exhibition game in in NASA and I, I I can't imagine how happy everybody is over there to be. And, you know, as a kid, I I remember seeing the rink and thinking how glamorous it was. And then I was walking in and I was like, she's, I I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was the same. Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So uh, yeah, it's going to mean a lot to the, to the, to the city, to the, to the team. I mean, you know, you could, you could see what an advantage it's, it's, it is for NHL clubs that have, uh, an NH- a great NHL r- rink, and then they have a great practice facility. I mean, the Boston Bruins are beneficiaries of it. You know, they've got a great facility, and their players can recover, and they can they're ready to go. You know, and they enjoy coming to the rink. So it's 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 a it's a huge it's a benefit. It's a it's a factor. Steve, I appreciate you coming on. That's Steve Poppin with the uh, the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, the Arizona Coyotes, the Junior Coyotes, a little bit of everything. Um, you are welcome, my friend. Anytime you want to come on, just drop me a message, and, and we're happy to have you on. I look forward to seeing you down in Tucson very, very soon. And uh, let's see if the Coyotes can make that run and uh, and bring a cup here in, uh, what would it be, October? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whenever it is, it will be my new favorite month. Right. <laughs> uh, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, be safe out there, and uh, and. And best of wishes and best of luck as we move forward uh, through this pandemic. Thanks, guys. R- real pleasure having uh, being on, and, and uh, yeah, I was delighted and surprised uh, to, to be on. And, and I appreciate all the work you guys are doing. Keep going. Uh, we're growing, man. We're coming. So it's uh, it's exciting being a part of it. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right, folks. That's uh, Steve Potvin from the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. As I said, the Arizona Coyotes, the Junior Coyotes, a little bit of everything, but it's. Hockey in the Desert Southwest is professional hockey in the Desert Southwest, and uh, it is on the rise. NHL hockey is back. Zach and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and give you a little pucks on the pod trivia and uh, take it from there. So stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from sports gear and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right. And we are back. It is uh, another episode just flew by on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona. My new co-host and my vice president of uh, content and design, Zach Bondrent, doing a fantastic job on his debut show. Okay, Zach, let's digest this real quick before we do our uh, our trivia question. So uh, your thoughts on, on, on our guest, Steve Potman, and all the knowledge and, and hockey experience that that man has. 
Yeah, the Roadrunners are uh, they're lucky to have such a an experienced player, but also a coach. Um, I mean, he's had hockey in his life for forever with his father playing for the Islanders and getting four cups there. Um, I, I, they're really, really lucky to have such a, a great personality as well. Somebody as he touched on has empathy for the players and just the grind that they go through. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the, to starting next season, getting down to see the Roadrunners and uh, seeing them make another Pacific championship run. So, and then the Coyotes this year, I think uh, he touched on it too. Them uh, hopefully making a big run for the the Stanley Cup, and um, I think it's in their near future. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And and just to clarify, uh, uh, Dennis Potvin is the cousin of uh, Steve Potvin, so uh, oh, okay, there you go. A little bit, but they're <laughs> they're all connected. I think that's where the Christmas part came in, where he said he would have. Uh, have somebody showing up at Christmas, maybe bringing a Stanley Cup and uh, having some toast out of it. But uh, gotcha, uh, Paul's gonna Paul's gonna read me for that one. <laughs> uh, and any way you look at it, uh, legends uh, are a fact. Uh, and it was great to have him on. I just love his experience. I love his uh, fire for the game. And what I really, really like is that he's been such an impact in the desert Southwest. I mean, you talk to the guys that he coached in 2014, 2015 with the Junior Coyotes. And, and how much they respect him and how much he's done. And you talk to the Tucson Roadrunner players, like I've had a chance to over the past three years, and just how much they respect what he has done for their games and how he's brought them to the next level. So, you know, it's it's crazy uh, to have the talent like we have right here in the desert southwest. But before we go any farther, let's get the, uh, the trivia question out there. It's hashtag pucks on the pod. Go to our Twitter account at IcetimeSW, and uh, let's – uh, uh, let's get it out there, right? Okay, so this one is related to Steve Potvin. He's been involved with the uh, Coyotes. He's been involved with the Roadrunners. And if you were listening closely, he's also been involved with another professional hockey team in Arizona. So that's the question. What is that third team and where were they located? What was the name and where were they located it's tricky because the name is not where they were located. So uh, do a little research, come up with it, send it to us at IcetimeSW using the hashtag Pucks on the Pod, and you will get a nice prize pack from our friends at Summer Skates. All right, so hockey's coming back. We know the training camps start. We know the uh, teams are going to depart on the 25th or 26th of uh, July to get to their uh, destination sites, whether that be Edmonton or Toronto. And uh, shortly after that, NHL hockey will begin again. So uh, it's really, really exciting uh, because we've all waited for it. We all pray and uh, hope that the the COVID-19 does not derail the plans because I know so many people have put in so much time and effort into it. Final thoughts? Let's get this season going. (laughs) I'm ready. Um, I think it's going to be a good – good playoffs and um looking forward to it okay you know the you know the drill now i i I gave you the little uh scope earlier on email or i should say paul gave you the scope earlier on email (laughs) Uh, it is the wrap-up it is a uh, chance for you to uh thank our sponsors and roll right through it so whenever you're ready my friend take it away 
Alrighty, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Belford, presented, presenting partner of the new season of Sunday Special. The Arizona Ford Giant voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona by Arizona Business. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood, tell him Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, between our long list of craft beers and fresh handcrafted made to order burgers, who knows how many times you can order the same thing and not have the same thing twice. By OxyPow, clean your gear, clean your skin with our all-natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Sprint, a brighter future for all. See Andre at the Paradise Valley at Cactus and Tatum and let him find you the right deal. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Discover what we call barbecue, Las Vegas style. Call us at 1-702-541-5546 or go to JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. It's all about the butt. By Summer Skates. Shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit summerskates.com. Win your Summer Skates prize pack with the hashtag pucks on the pod. Behind the Mask. Where we all guarantee to match any authorized dealer price, go to behindthemask.com for details and see what's new for the upcoming season. By College Bar and Grill. Call 1-480-588. 6451 to pick up dinner on your way home. College Bar and Grill by ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all your ASU hockey merchandise. Roger Klein's Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Find the award-winning taste for your style. By MDrive. Go to MDriveformen.com. Use the promo code Southwest at checkout for 20% off. M-Drive for Energy, Stamina, and Recovery. By Iceton, Scottsdale, and Chandler. Check out our website for skating availability. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of our Ice Time Hockey Southwest podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the ProfessionalHockeySouthwest.com network. All right. Rocking and rolling right on through the show. Uh, let's give that uh, trivia question one more time. Presented by our friends at Summer Skates. It's hashtag Pucks on the Pod. P-O-D, not Pond. P-O-D, Pucks on the Pod. And uh, here it is. Our special guest tonight, Steve Sullivan, was involved with three Arizona professional hockey programs. Obviously, we know the Tucson Roadrunners. We know the Arizona Coyotes. What was the third one? Uh, what was the name of that team, and what city did they play in? Send it to at IcetimeSW and uh, win yourself a nice prize pack from our friends at Summer Skates. Zach Bondurant, thanks for uh, making your debut with us tonight. We have uh, many more shows to come, so thanks so much for uh, for being a big part of IcetimeHockeySW.com. We look forward to seeing all of your work up on the website and social media as we move forward. Uh, one final thought from you as we say goodnight. Uh, first one's always uh, first one's always rocky. First the microphone, <laughs> then. But uh, I can promise we'll always get better as we always strive to get better at uh, Ice Time Hockey Southwest and continue to cover all the great teams in the desert Southwest. And uh, like I look forward to to many more shows to come as well. Absolutely. And uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers will take us away with a little dinero. Zach and I will be back with you next Monday night. Stay tuned tomorrow night for College Hockey Southwest Weekly. 
which is live at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time on podbean.com. And also Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, 7.30 Pacific on Wednesday night. So for Zach Bondrat, Scott Strandy saying good night from uh, beautiful, hot Arizona. Roger Klein of the Peacemakers, De Niro taking us away. <laughs>